Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Today's episode, um, we're it's it's gonna be different. It's definitely gonna be different than the the normal up to upbeat, you know, love talking hoops. Because uh, as everybody knows, is watching this video, Kobe Bryant tragically passed away in a helicopter crash a few nights or a few days ago, and of course. We're going to spend a great bit of this episode talking about Kobe's uh, impact on the game, on us, and, and kind of honoring him and his his daughter Gigi and everybody else that was um, affected or, or, or that passed away in a helicopter ride. So anybody want to go first? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's very tragic. It's very sad. Um, but I'm a lot better now than I was when it first occurred. I can agree. Um and I think it's because of the community that we we have. Um, that was that was one thing that I think helped me a lot was seeing everybody kind of be there for each other. Um, whether it was Twitter, whether it was just us and the Xbox party, whatever. It's a lot more easier to to deal with when we all deal with it together. And we was able to see everybody on Twitter kind of mourn together. And we've seen a lot of people just doing the right thing. Um, you know, there were some things that happened. Uh, in the process of all of this that were kind of distasteful. But, you know, I think as a community, we didn't allow that to fully get our attention. It did get some people's attention for a quick second, you know, with with news, um, news places reporting the wrong information to try to be the first. The most ridiculous thing in media. Yeah, it's very distasteful, whatever. Um, False people, you know, being brought into it like Rick Fox Mm -hmm. or other daughters. Um, and whatnot. And then we also had moments where, you know, after we mourned and dealt with Kobe, we were able to acknowledge the other people who were also with them on the uh, helicopter, which I think was very important because there there were more than two lives um, that that uh, were lost and more than, you know, one family that was impacted by this. Um, and then, you know, it was just good to see the NBA do, do some things that were um, – you know, honorable. We've seen a lot of different players do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the Lakers and Clippers game is postponed. Mm-hmm. Right. We've seen Trey Young bring out the number eight. I liked what the Timberwolves did Crosby when they put the and, and, ball at the free throw mm-hmm. line where yes. he broke Jordan's record. Uh-huh. It was the last two or three days have been tragically beautiful in the NBA. Um, just a few hours after the news broke, we had the, the Rockets versus um, – Rockets versus Jazz game, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it happened, and then um, people are starting to find out because it was pretty much up in the air for an entire hour after TMZ tweeted, like, it can't be true where they hacked all of this. And then it's, what I'm saying is tragically beautiful is seeing the players mourn. Like, like death is the hardest thing to deal with in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So, like... It's weird to see players actually have to go out there and play. I know it is their job, and and, and that's just that's what they're paid to do. But to see Tyson Chandler on the bench, bench um, as hurt as he was, because you got this, we're talking just hours after everybody found out, yeah. and then we got Austin Rivers, PJ Tucker, all these great photos of people mourning. It's it's tragically beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was it was you know honestly it was just hard to watch them go out there and play, knowing what they the heartbreak that they're going through. Mm-hmm. It was just like I thought the NBA would cancel the games, but then I also realized that at least that game, it was too short notice. Right. Like it literally came out when that game was about to start. They couldn't have just stopped everything. The saddest thing for me is that like the the 
videos that we're seeing right now, the games that we have access to, is the only Kobe we'll ever see again. Right? Like Kobe in his NBA career, I've been trying to think about this over the past few days, trying to get my words right, because I don't really know how to explain my relationship with Kobe. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't Kobe was not my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Because he was so high up there that it was like being LeBron being your favorite player. Like, of course you love LeBron because LeBron is great at the craft of basketball. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I felt with Kobe as well. But I started to become a Kobe fan outside of basketball because of the things he did after his retirement as far as like the dear basketball or or just seeing all the different interviews where him being a family man or seeing the videos and stuff like that. And to think like that's the only that's the only piece of Kobe we have left is kind of a sad thing that we won't see him get another Oscar or put out another you know short film documentary and things like that. Yeah, it is. It, it is it's sad. Um, but you know, one thing that I am happy about is that <clears throat> one thing I can say about Kobe is that he definitely definitely got his flowers while he was still here. And that was a good thing to see. Yeah. Both numbers retired. They didn't have to wait till anything like this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did get his Grammy. Him and Shaq, you know, were able to reconcile their differences or whatnot. So I was I was happy to th- think on those things. We do have a lot of moments to hold on and to cherish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they ran a sixty point game last night, this last game. They have they have that type of material to to always be able to put out. Um, and we've got 20 years of basketball from him. So, yes, so yes. it is a lot out and there. It's historic basketball. It's not just like uh, some of these guys we watch and it's like, oh, he's good, but he's on these bad teams. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like he doesn't have like these Zach Levine moments where Zach Levine is like on the Bulls, but he's just giving you phenomenal. Zach Levine just put up 44, 10, yeah. and 8. In, and in the 20 years, he gave it all he could. Yeah. So, you know, he, he was really inspiration to me when I reflect back on it, though. You know, I, I wanted to walk like him. I wanted to talk like him. I want to, at the free throw line, I don't want to dust my fingers off or jerseys off. I want to, you know, bite my jersey just like him. And it's just, he's gone now. You can't even. Wasn't Kobe the person that got you into basketball? Yeah. He's the yeah. reason why, like, I kind of modeled my game at them. I wanted to post up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take those tough mid-range shots. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take the last shot of the game. It's just that fierceness he had, that competitive nature in him that that really drived him. And he's and still going to be like an icon in the like mm-hmm. to, in all the next generations. Like players are still going to look up to him, try to mold their game after him. You could still see it today in the NBA players that they all got their game from him. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad that we won't get to see him. He's he's one of the very few people in all of sports that got a farewell tour. Think about yeah. that. In all of sports, we've had so many, so many great athletes throughout the history. Yeah, Kobe like got a real farewell to him. Derek Jeter. We're like every every single place he was. We have pack nights where they're chanting Kobe, Kobe. Our friend Kyron spent so much money to see Kobe's last game here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's like he. Even before Kobe passed away, he always said that he never regretted spending a whole paycheck and a half to see him because that was his favorite player, and that's the type of impact Mm -hmm. he had. Like, me and Pierre's Uncle Nuki was never a basketball fan, but he loved Kobe Bryant. He loved him, Kobe Bryant. And and that's just – it's always been so much deeper than basketball. These last two days, I've been on social media, and I've seen people I never talk about basketball before bring up Kobe Bryant and the inspiration and impact that he had on them. Yeah. Yeah. and Kobe was Kobe was like that for me too. Uh, when I was introduced to basketball, 
Kobe, I mean, Michael Jordan was still in the game and was still impactful. But for mm-hmm. me, Kobe was the first person that I attached myself to yeah. on my own. And, um, yeah, I had every shoe. Um, mm-hmm. I still remember the day that I got the jersey. I still have his jersey from when I was a kid. Those are my high school basketball shoes. I made sure I had the Kobe's on. Um, I have I have wild mm-hmm. stories about getting Kobe stuff. I remember th- that jersey that I have now. It's the white one that the Lakers wear. And the Lakers wear the white jersey. But that had just came out. And I still remember wearing it to school um, in the second or third grade. Because mm-hmm. I had got it. I got a purple one, but I couldn't fit the purple one. So my aunt went all the way back to the mall, exchanged it for a bigger size, and she would call me like, they only have the white one. I was like, well, they have the white one? <laughs> Get the white one. Yes, yes, of course I want the white one. I remember getting to school and people were like, bro, they, 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 just, they just played in this. How did you get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, some particular Kobe's came out. And I had, you know, I was a kid and I wanted them real bad. And I had promised my auntie that I would, like, mow her lawn for, like, this extensive, crazy amount of times to get these shoes. And she got me them and then she moved soon after that. So I never really had to mow the lawn. That I remember then Hyper Dunks. Yeah. Hirachi 2K4s are my favorite shoe. And I got those because of Kobe. Um, I got Kobe's right now in the room. My Proto ones that I'm going to cherish. Uh, we just got a lot of memories, man, and I, we just did. It's funny because we just did the All Star promo um, for for Twitter, um, and, and, and some of them said Kobe. Yeah, a lot of yeah. my a lot of my moments were were Kobe moments. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the dunk contest, but yeah, y'all will see that, of course. And and to address that, a lot of those clips that have come out, they're not from a show. They're just strictly for that because I know another one we did recently came out, and people were DMing me asking when is that episode about? <laughs> no, yeah. So just so it isn't any confusion, yeah, they're just like strictly promo Twitter clips that we do um, when recording this. Uh, but, yeah, it was good to see that they postponed the game. How y'all feel about that, the Lakers versus Clippers game? Because that was going to be – that was Yeah, that would have been a very emotional, sad night. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. about it would have been mm-hmm. – I'm happy that the players are getting time with the grievous counselors and everything like that because we can go down a list of every NBA roster and everybody had been impacted by Kobe either, either directly yeah. or in some way or yeah. another. Yeah. Do y'all have a personal favorite moment off the top of your head? Yes. It's a lot of moments. Yes. Yeah. And it came from the game that, that was aired again, the 60-point game. It's uh, it's after the, after the game was over, he looked over at his family, and he did this smile. And like you, then they panned to the girls, and all of them were super excited for him. And that that moment like i could i couldn't watch the 60 point game yesterday i couldn't yeah. do it i couldn't bring myself to do yeah. it because it would have brought too many too many emotions um but that clip resurfaced on twitter again and it's i don't know that, and i saw I, a dude break down that video and he said at the end of the game when gordon, he, hayward. gordon hayward stepped into the lane mm-hmm. just in case kobe didn't get 60 he'll and, get and another gordon hayward cleared that up too on twitter he was saying that that just not true really mm-hmm. oh. um and he he also says something along the lines that that's not what Kobe would have wanted anyway. Like Kobe wanted to make that free throw. He didn't want to. He wouldn't want a second chance to hit yeah. his sixty. And hey, yeah, that wasn't some dude. I believe that was Mike Tirico. Yeah, it was. Oh. No, it was somebody. Yeah, up there. Yeah, just but uh, it is a good. I mean, when you look at it. It, it definitely looks, looks like, like he, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, did that. and he even looks at the ref. Yeah. So um, my favorite moment is 
when both games against the Raptors, what a one when he drops eighty one, then the other one when he drops when he um just hitting those clutch yeah when he brings them back yeah when it seemed like that game was over and he just willed them back to win. I guess you saw glimpses of that in that last game against Utah as well, where that looked like the game was over and he legit just willed them back to win. It's crazy he was able to do that young, and then on his last game of his career, he was still able to just will his team to a win. I mean, it's just so many moments and clutch shots that I consider like all time, my all time favorites. But if I had to pick one, I would say when uh, he had tore his Achilles and he had the injury, but he had yeah. walked back and trained the two free throws. Yeah, that's that's like a, a moment that defines what Kobe Bryant is. Yeah, because you see people tear their Achilles and they can't walk; they yeah. just fall. And it's yeah. the fact that he, he was able to stand up, literally wheels himself back. What about you, Pete? Did you say yours? Oh. My favorite moment is just a moment I from a kid. Uh, Robert Horry launches the inbound pass after a made free throw. He wraps around the back and dunks it against the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, I, as a kid, I just thought that that was just the coolest shit in the world. Like, yeah. That was just like, you can't even practice that. Yeah. That's yeah. just like, it just happens. Sometimes you just on a basketball court, you just do some shit. You don't even know what you did, mm-hmm. but you just did it. And it's mm-hmm. just like, that's what makes basketball so good. It's just, it's just an instinctive sport. Where sometimes you can't practice things. It's just yeah. mm-hmm. muscle memory and an instinct to do it, and you just do it. But um, My girlfriend asked me yesterday, she said, how long do you think until the NBA is back to normal? And my answer to her was like, it won't be mm-hmm. until I think, I mean, obviously nobody's going to ever forget Kobe, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it won't be back to normal until after, I think, his Hall of Fame induction, like later this season, mm-hmm. where like, I'm, I know that the Lakers are building something for him because they were going to do it whether he passed away or not. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, I think the NBA will be as close to normal as possible after that. Mm-hmm. But every night we're going to feel like we're missing Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we are going to get to the point where everybody is, uh, you know, come to terms eventually because that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah. You know, it's supposed to happen. But um, – it's, it's going to be tough mm-hmm. soon, especially because we have a lot of things coming up. So I can't imagine the emotion at All-Star Weekend. So like, yeah, so like All-Star Weekend, people are kind of going to – you're going to hit a place where Twitter is – you don't go on Twitter every day and it's all over your timeline. Right. Yeah. But yeah. then All-Star is going to come back and then you're going to have gonna that moment back, where it's going to be back. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs for the first time since I don't know when. Yeah. You know, and they have a chance to win the finals. So, mm-hmm. like, if they win the finals, and you know, then you're going to have that moment. Then you're yeah. going to have the Hall of Fame that you're saying. So, it's going to be a lot of things that have to happen. It's going to be like, oh, there's the first playoffs without Kobe. or You know what I mean? So, once those things, you know, happen, I think uh, everybody will, you know, come to terms. But, yeah, something that people, we're never going to forget. You know what I mean? That's just a fact. We're never going to forget it. But there will be a time after a while where, you know, it's it's kind of – Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching a lot of Kobe highlights uh, yesterday, and it just got me thinking. When we talk about best crossovers, we think like the AIs, the Kyries, the Tim Hardaways, but he had a killer crossover. Yeah, too. like it was a vicious. Like he was attacking you with that crossover. Yeah, the young Kobe had a, a very mean. Yeah, crossover. if he was, if he hit you with it, he was probably gonna get dunked on. So. Yeah, are y'all eight or twenty four guys? I think I'm, I'm the 24 guy. I, I think saw I'm I saw mostly 24. I didn't eight. see much eight. I'm an eight but guy. Eight was a, he was a killer. I'm an yeah. eight guy. But the 24, he was just like he I'm was a, a, he was an assassin. I'm an eight mm-hmm. low haircut post shack <laughs> just ripping through like the the creation of the mamba. Mm-hmm. Like 
And too I, much Parker, Kwame Brown, move out the way. What I noticed about Kobe is that people underrate his passing ability, but his passing ability was really good when he actually chose to. Like his, like he <laughs> threw, like he threw dimes, like he threw dimes. Like when he did pass the ball, they were dimes. Man, he's he's up there on the assist mm-hmm. board. Yeah. So I think. I mean, just, what he averaged his whole career, like five a game. You know, that's people, not too bad. For that was not. I think. I don't think his pass was. Saying. You know, I think people just always nitpicked. You know. Hey, if I had this offensive ability, I wasn't passing that much either. Let's yeah, be exactly. honest. Yeah, but he passed a lot. Five five assists per game is what he averaged in this twenty-year career. That's amazing. Yeah, for for a secondary guard, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that NBA Twitter came together for 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 one cause over the last couple of days. Like when they aired the sixty-point game last night. Everybody was tweeting like we were back in uh back in 2016 where they were like, man, this D'Angelo Russell kid looked like he can be an all star one day mm-hmm. or, you know, just everybody came together to just be fans of Kobe. Yeah. And those are the, those, those are the things that, that I was speaking to uh, earlier that, that like helped this process, because I get a lot of messages and a lot of DMs like, man, I know you guys are going through a hard time. Hold your head, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was, but you know, after a while, I just wasn't on Twitter because I, I merely really didn't have anything to say, and because I didn't, it feels like every time I go on Twitter, I it see was, something. It was yeah. all Kobe. So I was just like, was you know, Kobe. I just needed a time to decompress, take you my know, mind kind of off things, take a take a step back from. Yeah, I was yeah. actually disappointed and upset at, at certain points. I'm like, man, I, I need I need y'all to get y'all ass on Xbox. It was time <laughs> for y'all went on Xbox. I'm like, I just want to play the game with the guys. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I just want to get away for a moment and just. Mm-hmm. You know, play some my team and do something and just that, talk that to That first y'all. day was so hard, man. It was. It was. And uh, did we get on Xbox that day? I don't think so. I got on, I think, later that night. Yes, yes. Actually, Mike, me and Mike did get on later that night. Um, but, like, the the couple hours after, I, like, I was in the middle of doing, grinding out these challenges for my team. We did get on. That's and then um, you see the TMZ tweet, and you like, all oh, this shit fake. And then eventually it starts to come out more and more that it's real. It's like I didn't I didn't touch my controller for, like, three hours. I'm in the middle of a challenge, and I just I didn't have the will to do anything. Yeah, I was on the phone. I had to call my parents um, and just talk to them. It was just like a superhero kind of. Yeah, just, somebody that felt like he was going to play forever and then eventually live forever. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. It, I called it, my dad. Mm-hmm. Called my mom, you know they talked to me. I calmed down because I was crying. Um, and then uh, me and my girl had a day planned to go to the movies and thing. I had already bought the tickets or whatnot, and I canceled that because I just wasn't in the mood to be in a movie theater. Yeah. So we just went to Cheesecake Factory, and that, that helped just to go out in public and be you know normal, live life. Yeah. You know, at times definitely like, seeing like just a reminder of that life is still going on and people yeah. are still you know yeah. doing what they do and life. It's not the end of the world. Exactly. It just keeps you going. Exactly. Yeah. It keeps you going. And, and then that that one clip of his interview where he, it's like it's like two interviews where it's like it's like he sent the down from from heaven right the one i'm thinking about is where he was like you got to put one foot in front of the other smile and keep on with your day yeah that one really really helped and then the other one he was like i'm sorry i can't be here yeah Yeah. that those two clips i keep watching them because they they make me feel sad but good at the same time yeah Yeah. and you could definitely tell like it felt like the world just like stopped for a second like for a few minutes like it just seemed like everything just stopped 20 years just like Basketball, basketball, basketball. Now he's gonna move move on and take on a whole new just challenge of life. And it was starting to come back to basketball with Gigi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, yes. And and what UConn, the women's basketball team, did for her was amazing. Yeah. Um, that brought tears to my eyes again yesterday when I saw that. Um, 
I don't anything else. I mean, I just that's yeah. just it's it's, 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 it's it's sad. And you know, just in case we take a break and switch gears or whatever, because um, we could talk about this for five the next five episodes. Yeah, if we, being quite honest, um, you know, just to give the the, the condolences and the rest of peace to everybody that was impacted. Because again, we don't want to just get on here and just talk about Kobe and Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was other people and other families impacted by this. So we have Kobe Bryant and, and Gigi, obviously, rest in peace to them. Rest then we peace. have John Altabelli, uh, who was the father of Gigi's teammate, Alyssa. We have Carrie uh, Altabelli. I hope I'm pronouncing their name wrong. And then we have Alyssa Altabelli. So it's Gigi's teammate and both um, her parents. No, no, no. Yes, both yes, her parents. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Christina Mauser, who was a coach. Uh, and then we have Sarah Chester, who is the mom of Peyton, who is a teammate of Gigi. And then we have Peyton, who is Gigi's teammate, Peyton Chester. And then we have the pilot, uh, Ara Zobayan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, rest in peace to all of them. Rest in peace. Prayers, blessings, and love to their families. One last thing, um, for me at least, um, the Mamba Mentality. It's like there's the, there's the book that I found. Like I didn't even remember that I had that book. And he, he talked about what, because everybody says they live with Mamba mentality, they live with Mamba mentality, yeah. but nobody really, a lot of people couldn't explain what the Mamba mentality was. Mm. And so I had to go through that book again and, and reread what it actually meant. Mm. And it's about the journey. And, and Kobe's whole life was a journey and he, he always got to his end point. So living with Mamba mentality is not just getting to whether you want to make it to the NBA or want to be on TV talking sports. It's about the journey and, and the practice you put in to get to that end goal. So in that case, everybody at this table living with the Mamba mentality, whether they thought it or not, because we work our ass offs to to do this show and we're still going towards where we want to be. And if, if everybody watching this show can use the Mamba mentality, everybody will end up being successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that, that, that's great because it, it, it's just deep in the basketball. And that was another thing that mm-hmm. this was so significant for is that it is deep in the basketball because we sit up here and, you know, people on Twitter debate him versus him and them versus them. And then you get to see something, you see something like this happen and it's just like all of that doesn't it even don't matter. matter at all. Yeah. Us sitting up here analyzing why this guy should be an all-star and this guy should be an all-star. It, just, it merely doesn't matter. It's a game, you know what I mean, but it's much more deeper than basketball because, like you said, Mike, people that you've never seen talk about basketball was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that don't even watch basketball know about this. They know they know uh, who Kobe Bryant is, and they're saddened by this this tragedy. tragedy. Um, and that's just it's, – it's always – you know, it's unfortunate that this has to happen to be a reminder, but it's always good to have a reminder that it is deeper than basketball and that, mm-hmm. you know, not to take anything for granted or whatnot. Um, but I, I just I just I'm just happy to see everybody come together, see some positivity, mm-hmm. um, see people be there for each other, having, you know, a community that we all can can lean on and and, and um, have by our side. And I was happy to see people coming together, you know, whether it was to. 
you know, not be evil or mean to anybody. But, you know, when we saw people doing distasteful things with YouTube and creating these videos and different things for clicks, I, I was able to see other people, you know, of, of a higher magnitude call people out and, 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 and keep hold people responsible for what they're doing. And that was good to see. I just I just like seeing everybody come together. It makes something like this much more easier for me to go through mm-hmm. when I see everybody being there for each other and, and having that, that peace, that positivity and that love. Um, and hopefully it can be something that we can build on and keep going forward. Um, and yeah, I, I love all of y'all. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, it's okay. going to be okay. That's, that's, yeah, it's going to be okay. Sometimes you just got to say that to yourself. It's going to be okay. Um, I think though, for the rest of my life, anytime I'm playing basketball, I got to, you know, facts. put in my Kobe effort. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know if y'all can expect no more passes from me. No more. <laughs> yeah, I, I just well, want to get them in the first. Place. I want to see you guard the best player, like, like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. He will guard your best player. <laughs> Shout out, boy, Terrence, man. Ter- Yo, Terrence is the type of guy. He's like a kid. When things like this happen for me, I need to be around kids. Like I like being around because they have no idea what's going on, so they're just still being themselves, mm-hmm. whatever. And Terrence is just that type of person where he's just saying stuff and just going. He's <laughs> got good energy for me to just stay up. So. Um, going to a break. Let's get this break. All right, we're gonna go into our first first break. Rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace, Gigi, and rest in peace, all the other seven passengers. Let's, out. let's talk about basketball now. So let's talk about some hoops, y'all. Yes. Um, games we're still going on. Mm-hmm. I, do y'all want to start from yesterday or? Because yesterday's games were uh, there was obviously we have all the things for Kobe um, that we talked about already, but the actual things that were happening on court. You know, very, I, I would rather talk about we could talk about yesterday just because Sunday was so big it was just like right okay yeah so yeah Sunday we did have a few um, good games like I want to start off with this Kings Timberwolves game because it it doesn't mean that much in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things because yeah it was fun mm-hmm. right and I I love watching games with y'all like me and P were watching this game and then the Bulls game together towards the end of it and it's just fun to give reactions like. What the we are? We, I talked about this last week, but the Timberwolves have been—they're not meant to win. <laughs> <laughs> you see the shots Buddy Hill was hitting. Yes, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. really yeah. put on that two four and was—he went into Kobe mode. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kings trailed the Timberwolves by seventeen points with two minutes and forty nine seconds left in the fourth quarter. Since nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven, the first year play by play data, NBA teams. That entered down by seventeen at that point were zero and eight thousand three hundred and seventy eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But the Kings they came couldn't out. even be they couldn't even beat the odds. They couldn't beat the odds. It's just like wow. And then I was waiting for the Timberwolves Twitter to tweet the final stats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the replies on that, I feel so bad for those fans, man. They've been hurting for so long. One thing that we did see from this when we was watching was Wiggins was killing. Wiggins was killing. It was crazy. Wiggins was killing. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the shot he took to end the game, the fadeaway out of bounds. There's like six seconds left, and it was like, come on, you can get a better shot. That type of off the catch, fading out of bounds, three point shooter. I don't know (laughs) many people that are. Um, And then, you know, just down the stretch, I wanted to see a little bit more from Towns. Mm -hmm. I I didn't really see too much from Towns. He had seven turnovers. you know, I'm the turnover police. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the free throw thing, is that like all accidental or is that that's on the team's fault? They didn't box out. No, they yeah, they didn't box out. The De'Aaron Fox was crazy. That's going to be in his highlight reel forever. Yeah, and was, I also think he was just too quick. 
I think that Timberwolves wasn't expecting it, and I think everything went right for him to do it. Yeah. But I'm also, Josh Kogi had the same exact chance, and he missed He missed out. He missed yeah. the free throws, yeah. and then he had that chance to redeem it, and he missed it. That's a hard thing to do, to hit the rim perfectly to where it come back to you. And yeah. It's, it so, it's so hard to but do. But when it does happen... It's a simple thing. It's just put it in the basket. Yeah. Josh Okogie was right there, and he just, mm-hmm. it just, it just rolled out the wrong Bro, way. We, we've had plenty of coaches in the past where they were like, "Who got shooter at the free throw yeah. line?" Nobody has That's shooter. The first thing you got to discuss. It happened. Th- think about it, it. Happened three times. The Aaron Fox one was made. Um, Demar Derozan, damn, they got yeah. here to beat the Bulls, yeah. and then Josh Okogie. And that's just simple fundamentals. Like, yeah, and this is one night, <laughs> all in one night, all <laughs> one in one night. night, the putback night. Dwayne Devin came in and had some minutes. Yep, he had a great steal at one point. Is like two points. I, I, sixteen minutes. But hey, he, me and negative P was talking about negative seventeen <laughs> on the night. I did not know that. <laughs> Never mind. Then me and P were talking about man, he building that trade stock because he had that one defensive stop that we saw. <laughs> he was so hyped. He was so hyped. <laughs> but that's good that even though he requested a trade, he's still super hyped for his teammates. And uh-huh. yeah, that's a it's an amazing comeback in a game that don't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, a game that don't matter at all. Lockdown hit a big shot on the wing. Yeah, um, long ass two. It long turned two. Out to we be. thought it was a three, but yeah, long two. And then Ken Bazemore and Tolliver is over there. That that happened. So we weird. completely forgot about yeah. it. Bazemore <laughs> gave him fifteen. Um, yeah, it was just a good game. Cool, fun game. Like he, like KB said, really didn't mean much. I thought the Houston Jazz game was pretty fun. The most That's disappointing the, game of the night. No, I thought it was. Fun. <laughs> it was you thought it was fun. <laughs> I thought it was fun you and Eric Gordon. No, it started off because I was like, I don't even know where the Rockets want to get their points from because James Harden <laughs> and Russell Westbrook not playing. All of a sudden, I see Eric Gordon just taking the same threes. And, and he was same going, bonehead threes, but they yeah. were just going in. Not even just the threes. He was going right at Rudy yeah, Gobert. He had a like, tough and one on Rudy Gobert. And, I thought and he made funny. him fall. Yeah. He made him fall. One of the commentators like, I think of Rudy Gobert like a shark, and that pain is his. Uh-huh. If you get them out there. That's, oh, I'm so happy you said yeah. that because th- these are the type of lineups that will kill Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. As great as he is defensively, when you put his ass onto the perimeter and he has to defend somebody right. that can dribble, he's just... I mean, the Rockets have been a team to expose him two years. Yeah. Like, it, it always happens with them. And then they brought out a lineup of Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon, Daniel House at center, Ben Mackamore, P.J. Tucker. You have to guard them at the three-point yeah. line. So Rudy Gobert defensively just wasn't as effective as he's normally been throughout this season. And just Eric Gordon. He turned back the clock. Yep. He turned back the clock. Austin no, this Rivers goes further than that. He ain't done shit like this. <laughs> yeah. I was Eric Gordon. It's just, but Austin Rivers that 20 card. points, too. Yeah. And also Daniel House. If those two can provide those type of sparks off the bench, you know, maybe 15, 20 points for yeah. them. I didn't even know Russell wasn't playing in back-to-backs. Yeah, I didn't I mean, know you did say that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I don't, I don't see the reason why he's under. It's just, yeah, he's old, older at this point. <laughs> I'd rather pres- preserve his body, too, when you're 29 or 17. Like, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They're able to get the win. Yeah. So yeah. It worked out perfectly for them. Um, the Bulls game. The, Bull, the Bulls game was cool, man. It was cool until the last minute yeah. or so. And then we get an eight-second val- I've I've never seen an eight-second violation in a late game in a professional basketball team. Dirk White was like, nope, you're not getting past this line of Zach Levine. And then the eight-second violation came up. And then <laughs> not, he, hey, not for Kobe. Not for Kobe. <laughs> not for Kobe. <laughs> got to stress that. Not for Kobe. Um, and then we got the one play where we got like three offensive rebounds. Oh, yeah, and we didn't score. And then Chris Dunn. Gets the ball and he basically calls for ISO instead of giving it to yep. Zach Levine and charge. the charge was drawn. So listen, I'm not you know I love me some Zach Levine, but this Bulls team is a hard team to watch and the Spurs team isn't the most exciting either. Even though I love Dejounte, 
So I think I was doing something to have a conversation, but I kept hearing his name, Chris Dunn, in my mic. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I got to tune into this. I'm hearing Chris Dunn, no. Chris Dunn, no. Chris Dunn, no. You know, in the grand scheme of things, he didn't have a bad game. So he was just fouling. So I'm like, is Kentrell picking on Chris Dunn? Let me go watch this for myself. And I turned it on, and it was like, Chris Dunn had fouled out. That's when he – no, 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 no. He had fouled out. Yeah, he had fouled DeMar, but I turned it on before that, and he had just did something, too. So like, I think he turned the ball over. So he, the yep. camera was on him. He, like, mad. Then the next play, Zach Levine get fouled. Mm-hmm. Um, knocked down the clutch free throws. Knocked down the clutch free throws. Then they come around. They did a beautiful play. I don't even know how DeMar DeRozan ended up that open mm-hmm. because you know it's going to him. Yeah. And boom, he gets it and gets fouled by cool. Chris Dunn. Chris <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dunn. Yeah, and then DeRozan missed one. I almost tipped it in, but yeah, Bulls win. Shout out to Zach Levine, man. Zach Levine has to be an all-star. I want to see Zach Levine in an all-star game, represent Chicago. But I want he's a guy to me that'll come out of nowhere and and and, and demolish the all-star game and somehow win the MVP. I want to say shout out to Denzel shit. Valentine. Because every time he gets minutes, he comes out of hoop. Yes. It's just like why is he not in a rotation? Yeah, I don't know why he's not. I know at the beginning of the season he was bad, like yes. very bad, but and he's, he's his, came off yeah. Injury, so his yeah. defense is not good, but like if he it, he just had a good ass. Night yeah, yesterday. and offensively he he get, he brings it every night whenever he gets the opportunity. Do y'all know that tomorrow is a big time night for the NBA? Vo's coming back. Oh against yeah, the Bulls. Against, the Bulls. against the Bulls tomorrow should be a good game. Oh, against the Bulls. Against the Bulls. Damn. And then this is the last That's game a good before game to come back. The yeah. all-star stuff. No, he got to come back against Chris Dunn. I don't think he wants for the rest of the all-star. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know when the coaches actually put out their votes. I don't know if it's the day before or they've already done it a week ago. I really don't know. But I right. hope it's the day before. Right, so all the games can matter? Yes. Yeah. Because at this rate, if the Bulls somehow end up beating the Pacers and Zach Levine has a good game, then he deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be there. Yeah. Bam got a triple-double. Shout out yep. to Bam. You know, that was good to see. Um, the magic man. What about what's wrong with the magic, y'all? No, John Isaac. I forgot about at the, at the, at the yeah. end of the day. John time. Isaac is an impactful player. Also, Aaron Gordon is not playing how we expected him to. Mm-hmm. Um, they, been, they're still holding that playoff spot, yeah, though. Four game losing streak, and they're still a seventh seed. Um, That's how bad the, the bottom of each conference is right now. Well, I guess it's mostly the Eastern Conference. Yeah. The bottom of the Western Conference, they may be under 500, but they're still good. Yeah. yeah. If they the lost East. four games, they would be in trouble. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, the Bulls are right there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure the the Nuggets and the Grizzlies play tonight. Let me check that. You got a laptop? That's black. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets and Grizzlies is tonight at seven our time. That's that gonna be a, a good game. That should be a, uh, a close matchup because the Nuggets have like a tough uh, stretch coming up where they play like three. Contenders, and but the Grizzlies you know, on the other hand, and also you they're missing find, Jamal. You can find that out for sure if you just logged in. Right now, they're also missing Jamal Murray. Jamal yeah. Murray and Paul Millsap has been missing. Yeah, so the Nuggets got a tough stretch, and then the Grizzlies they play the Nuggets. But if they can beat this game, they got like a couple easy. I think they play like, the Pelicans. That's easy now. Yeah, the Pelicans what? are easy. <laughs> Shoot, uh, the Grizzlies they've been rolling. Still. The Pelicans just beat the Celtics uh, Sunday night and beat them like the destroyed Celtics, them. The Celtics are injured too. But the Celtics are still a good team, even with their. What are they injured? Yeah, where at? are they injured at? Because I'm looking at this roster. I don't, okay, he, maybe that was no Gordon Hayward. No Gordon oh, Hayward. That's tonight. fine, though. That's fine. <laughs> look at the Grizzlies stretch though. They're thirty and fifteen. They just the Pelicans did just beat them and like gave them an ass whooping, which is exactly what the yeah, Pelicans so needed. So the Grizzlies beat the Nuggets. They got the Knicks, Pelicans, the Pistons, and then well, that's a, if they can go on a nice little four game streak, yeah, they can all very winnable games for them. Yeah, yeah. they can increase their. Uh, 
They win. Because right now, luckily for them, the Spurs on a three-game losing streak, which mm-hmm. means that they're falling back. They're two games behind the eighth seed, and then the Grizzlies are winning games. So it's like, do, when y'all look at the conferences, do y'all think these are the eight? Like, we still got, like, the 25-ish games or so. The, that eight spot from the West can always flip. Mm-hmm. But I think it's pretty solid for right now. What about the East? The Bulls are at the ninth seed two games out. I can't. I honestly, I don't see a world where the Bulls end up there. I hope so, but I do think that the Nets are going to end up keeping the eighth seed just because Kyrie is so good. Mm-hmm. And, they're uh, they're not out by much though. No, it's two games. They yeah. out for two games, mm-hmm. which is doable. But when you think Magic, about the Bulls, is one of their first two games. The game Magic could also forever. drop too, though. Yeah, the Magic can't drop. I agree with that. That yeah. is true. That Magic is true. can't drop because so, let's no, hope for a baby. Jonathan Isaac was two months, and I don't I, remember I how long. They got a they got a uh, disabled player mm-hmm. exception, or whatever the hell their rule is. So he's pretty much done for the season because mm. they got to prove for that. I'm looking at a team like the 76ers, and I'm I'm feeling like they could climb up and, and maybe get some home court advantage. You look at a team like the Celtics; they last ten. Ooh. They've been like five and five and slipping. Uh, the the Sixers are kind of rolling without Joel Embiid. It's seven and three in their last ten. They play the Warriors tonight. Um, I'm happy you said that. I'm going to go back a year because I think they were in this very similar position last year, where they were lower on the Eastern Conference, um, and they end up climbing. Because when up. you look at them, they're six, but this, the the Heat are at the second seed with only 32 wins. They mm-hmm. only have a, it's only a two game difference, right yeah. there, or two and a half. Uh, and the Heat have been slipping a little bit. They're six and four in their last ten. So I mean, the 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 76ers, Their next game is against the Warriors, which is a, a game that they should be able to win. I just hope know. they don't come out and play to their level of competition. I'm thinking about two years ago. By the way, two years ago, the 76ers were not good going into December. Then they end up jumping up and then yada yada. Yeah, so they'll play the Warriors today. They'll play the Hawks Thursday. And then they play Celtics and then Heat and then Bucks back to back. And Grizzlies. They're they're going to get into a situation where they just beat the Lakers. They they're gonna play the Warriors. Destroyed the Lakers by the way. They probably will win those games. And then you play the Celtics and the Heat and you can make up some ground. Mm-hmm. And if you win both of those games or split, you may be at a third third seed. Uh, so that'll be a big push for them. Yeah, but they can't lose one of those games against the Hawks or the Sixers yeah. or the Warriors. Unless they, they lose one and then they come through and they beat the Celtics mm-hmm. in the Heat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then after after they play the Bucks, they have the Grizzlies, Bulls. And I think the Sixers are good at coming up and playing against the playoff teams. Agreed. Like the top teams in the league, they come out and they hoop every yeah. time. As long as it's at home. Yeah. Yeah, home. yeah their home record is great. Yeah. In the West, though, how many of these teams do you actually can consider contenders? So, obviously, the two LA teams is Jazz somebody you already consider like they could actually be one of those LA teams. Uh, that's tough, man. That's tough. I don't even look at the Nuggets as true contenders. I don't either. Derek. Like they're the always. Six, I feel like they're a piece away. The I just don't know. Teams, who do you consider the next dangerous? Would it be the Rockets, the Mavs, mm. or would it? As far as uh, a threat to the two Western Conference. Oh, it yeah. would be the Jazz for I me. I think Jazz may be third and then Rockets fourth for mm-hmm. me personally. Yeah, I'm going to go Rockets above the Jazz just because I feel like the Rockets just have so much they can hit you with. Why does it take for the Nuggets to get in that conversation? They, I does think they, I don't know. Star, another this, star away. I, what he's what Contreras saying, but what they have to do. See, the problem with them is they have so much young talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they might have to let some of that go in. They have to, they have to. That, that, but it's, it just won't happen this season because there's no stars on the market. That's you see Drew Holiday. You're going to probably have to trade in Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Malik Beasley or some, something like that to right. go get your. Eventually, you're also going to have to pay a lot of these guys too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like you get Jokic, Jamal Murray, and like a Bradley Bill or somebody mm-hmm. like that. 
then you you you're gonna have some some decent, and you still are gonna have some pieces. Tory Craig is a guy that can start a game, you know what I mean, and hold it down for a while. You know, Monte Morris is a guy that can come off the bench still if you have to give him a league visa. Mm-hmm. You still have Will Bard, and they have things that they can work with, which is another reason why I don't understand why they kind of. You know, feel scared a little bit. Mm. I know nothing right now is probably too available for them, but right. when the time does come, I think I really want to see them execute and make a move yeah, did, to get them a real chance. Also, I think you could kind of use this year as a test year to see what you really need. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. when the playoffs come and you see, you know, you're maybe an exposed defense because Jamal Murray can't play it. You mm-hmm. might need a better defender to take on those assignments or something like that. Because you think about it, this is going to be their second year of playing ba- playoff basketball. Last yeah. year was their very first time. And I think at the end of the day that they're always going to be like a top three seed, but mm-hmm. they're never going to be looked at as serious. Like the, like the, the Hawks, Hawks team. Yeah, the Hawks, the Hawks team. team yeah. The first yeah. team that came to mind. They got, yeah. they got young legs, so they're going to play in the regular season. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to be on low management. They're a good team. Mm-hmm. They're going to play good basketball. But, yeah, it comes down to that playoff basketball. It's a little different. Yeah, like right now, if they play, they would play the Rockets, and I'm pretty sure they would be the underdog. Last year, they were the underdog in every series that they played. They might, be, they might not be the underdog in that series just because they have them in depth. The Rockets aren't truly figured out, but it's the Rockets. They have that punch where they can hit. They can hit them hard, hit them first. Yeah, yeah. I may end up with if that was the star. I may pick Nuggets in that one. I think I would go Rockets just because mm-hmm. Russ and Harden. Mm-hmm. That's a the no, one of the best duos. Yeah, for yeah. No, the Rockets. Yeah, I only see because the Rockets gonna have. They could have a couple games where their shots just not falling, but the Nuggets yeah. had the Nuggets had the force to beat you up inside. They have a legitimate system that has been working yes. to yeah. score so basketball. You, they could be struggling to shoot while the Nuggets are getting easy buckets because they're getting yeah. layups and, mm-hmm. and you know back to the basket. And I just like the depth. I like Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, Jeremy Grant's Harris, been hooping. Bears, Jeremy Grant's been Mark, great. Uh, Mason Plumley hoops as well. Yep. Um, you know, Malik Beasley is a shot maker. Yeah. And with Jeremy, mentioning Jeremy Green, he's going to be one of those dudes that's going to be able to switch you know, mm-hmm. onto James Harden in those pick and roll yep. situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. We've defense. seen that with the, yep. with the Thunder. Because so. there's there's a lineup out there where like Jokic hasn't been bad defensively this season, but like as far as switchability goes, you can run Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant together, and then you're you're switchable in every aspect against the against the uh, Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it would just be hard for them to go like with that lineup without Jokic. Oh, facts. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand that just because he is a monster offensively. But I think the numbers say that like I know Jokic's eye test may not be great. Like he's in a passing lanes a lot. He gets a lot of deflections. Yeah. But the numbers say that like he their, their team defensively is so much better with him on the court, which is you know it's a beautiful thing. He's probably also like a good vocal leader like defensively. Like he sees everything. His vision is great. So he's probably like barking out. Like a screen coming, like mm-hmm. back door, all that. That's that also plays into great great defense. Halfway through the season, who are y'all top three teams to watch? In each conference, let's go that way. Like if this team's playing, you know one hundred percent that you want to watch. Mavs, Mavs, that's a good pick. Because Luca's Luca's just yeah. so fun to watch. And the Grizzlies are a team. The Grizzlies are out there. Yeah. I like watching the Pels. Yeah, I like watching the, Pel- the Pels yeah, as well. The Pelicans are a good team to Even watch. Even before Zion, like y'all just like watching yeah, B.I. and stuff. Well, yeah, B.I. was somebody. You, I also you like watching the Heat. Watch. I mean the Raptors. Uh, I'll actually take the Raptors over the Heat. Okay. I don't mind watching the Jazz. Okay. I'll give three from each. From each. Yeah, because y'all all over the place. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was taking my, my three Wes. Give me the seven sixers. Mm-hmm. Um... East, the East is a lot. It's, it's tough in the East. I uh, yeah, you don't like watching the Bucks? No. I like watching the Bucks. <laughs> I do not like watching the Bucks because you watch the first half of basketball. And you're pretty much, <laughs> you know how this has going to end. 
76ers, Pacers, and then I would probably go... Early on, it was the Raptors, but uh, lately, it's probably been the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- those two can flip-flop. A low-key team I like watching is the Wizards, because you know they drop in so many points, they just don't defend <laughs> shit. Like, they gave up 150 points to the Hawks. Yeah, The goddamn Hawks. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Yama Mahimi's hitting threes, so that's fun. Davis Bertans pulling for the logo, and then Bradley Beal is always going to be Bradley Beal. It's a, it's a fun team to watch, for sure. Then on the West, yeah. I like the Pelicans. Um, the, the the Grizzlies have been very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thunder have their moments. I can say that there's like eight teams in the Western Conference that I love watching, yeah, the and then the East is like three. <laughs> and also, I just I enjoy watching the Blazers just because of Damian Lillard. At that this makes point. sense. And Melo, Melo too. You got the mellow. Yeah, you I got the mellow. Got the mellow. You dig on. Yeah, I feel like the mellow. You dig. They can't see it on the back. It says Anthony with yeah. his number. Yeah. Kings used to be that team last year, man. But this year has been tough to watch them. Other than last night's comeback, but yeah, last night was they've been they've been tough. Um, yeah, the Jazz. The Jazz will be my number one team in the East. I mean, the West. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching the Lakers. Why? I'm I love, I just because I, I know I can watch the whole damn game on Twitter after it's done because all the highlights is going to come out. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Clippers are cool when both of the guys are playing. But, which is hardly ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like once a month. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with Paul George? Is he even – he hasn't played in like what? He, actually, he like has a, a legitimate well, injury. I thought it was like a hamstring injury. Oh, yeah, it's a hamstring, yeah. yeah he has a legitimate injury, <laughs> which is funny that we had to say that about somebody because, you know, out of the yeah. low management <laughs> stuff he had. He has a legitimate injury. Um, just looking forward to tonight's games. Tonight's tonight does have a good one, Mike. I'm glad you pointed out Nuggets, Grizzlies, Heat, Celtics are always going to be good. And even Suns, Mavericks are going to be ended up being a good game. Um, would have looked forward to the Clippers, Lakers, but I, I do love the idea that they postponed it for further notice. Yeah. How does how do y'all think that works as far as ticketing goes? I would think you definitely get refunded. Uh, yeah, or they, right. Or they may give you the option that you just you can get come to the tickets, next yeah, when it just, happens. Yeah, when it happens. Because I'm sure a lot of people are going to fly in for that game. Like mm-hmm. it's such a monumental game for different aspects. But we got the two best teams in the Western Conference going together, and then all the emotion going through in LA mm-hmm. at the Staples Center. But yes, I wonder how that works too. Yeah, Maverick Suns can be fun depending on what type of Suns we get. Yep, um, very bipolar team there. But yeah, we we do have. And to then game with. games like. Nick's Hornets can surprise the hell out of you and end yeah. up being entertaining Devontae as hell. Devontae Grant can come out and just exactly. scoop. Exactly. Marcus Morris can just scoop. Um, Trey Young can try to put up a fight against Toronto. Remember he did the thing? Oh, yeah, he Fred did. The, yeah. He missed the shot. He could do mm. shit like that. That would have been damn near one of the top highlights of the year. And I'm going to watch the 76ers because I just like the build with Ben thing that I – I feel like it would just be hard to watch them against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I don't really like watching teams go against the Warriors because they sometimes they the Warriors be hooping some days, man. They do some days. Yeah, sure. Russell, he can come out and hoop and hold it down. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to those games tonight, and I want to see what cards come out today. Yes, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Speaking of the 76ers, though, do you use this like this whole thing where you don't have Joel Embiid and Ben is driving to just utilize? Them on the bench more like so. Give Ben Simmons more run where it's just him, or John no, more run where it's just him. But then <laughs> when you get down to the fourth quarter and you got to play them together, what are you doing? Are you playing them together? I mean, that's where their issue is, and that's always going to be an issue. Yeah, I think we just ride it out. Yeah, just put them on the court together, mm-hmm. and, and until further notice, until they figure out what the hell they're going to do. Uh, There's I, only two people that can figure it out, and it's them two. Yeah. Um, That's a good point, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I, I do the bill with Ben hashtag 
but don't get don't get it twisted. The the, the idea is for them to win together. Right. Yeah. If it can happen, I wonder um, how he's gonna come back because I just seen uh, with the Jazz how Mike Conley just came back and Donovan Mitchell was telling them that Mike Conley was basically like, just don't worry about me coming back in. Just continue all to continue to do y'all. Yeah. Joel and B gonna do the same thing, or he's gonna be like. You know, I'm still the best player literally on the team. I got to insert my dominance and get back to what I was doing. I think he already has, like, the green light with that team. So he's not going to really come in and, like, mess anything up. I think he's just going to come in and be Joel and be. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that city and that organization, he is number one. Yeah. Right. Whether it should be or not, it's just how it is. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like they're still going to be a good team. And they've always been good. It's just going to be talented not to. They've always been a good team. It's just about being a great team. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and about the playoffs. Being good ain't good enough. They want that championship. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm going with Ben though. Me personally, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I do hope they come out and figure it out. Uh, I like the way to buy. You know, we talk about Ben being aggressive when there's no Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris has his moments where he's Mm -hmm. aggressive, and then he's like. Not really. They take seven shots, and then one night comes out and take eighteen shots. So I want to mm-hmm. see him also be aggressive when Joel Embiid come back. So he's a he's a big piece of that. Yeah. Um, Josh Richardson got her. I think Furkan Kirkmaz has done a good job. Very good um, job. While he's been out and getting and making use of his minutes, uh, Raw Neto has played some good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, who he who did he try to meet at the rim? Anthony Davis. When they played the Lakers, he tried. He met him at the rim, but got ducked on still. I mean, using those opportunities to just gain confidence for those bench players because we know the the Philly doesn't have the strongest depth. Yeah, they so, got the strong starting five. Right, the more confidence they can instill in those bench. I players. think they have some potential to have some depth, man. I mm-hmm. think Matisse Thybulle, he, yeah, he's, he's very good, quality, especially Real on good the defense. defensive end. Yeah, and he's he's a, he's a shooter. Cork so, is. When you know, Ben Simmons really established himself. When Ben Simmons gives Matisse Thybulle those those looks, he he he's going to shoot. It. He's no hesitation. He's not like Andre Roberson. He's letting it fly. Um, and then Zaire Smith, there's still some. He finally got Zaire some Smith. minutes the other night too. So yeah, if he can you know start getting some opportunities and gaining some confidence and, and showing and proving himself, and then, that's another young guy. And that was uh, that's another guy that can turn into an asset if you yeah. do want to go out and get some depth. Uh, and the buyout market is going to be available. Players might get bought out. And a couple of years ago, they did their thing on the buyout market, man. Yep. They did their thing when they went out and got Bellinelli, Ersan. That Bellinelli. Team was, that yeah. team was real good. Yeah, that team hit a second gear once yeah. them two, two came in, for that sure. That team was real good. And then Bellinelli got paid off. The, I mean, not Bellinelli. Ersan uh, got paid off that. It was like three years, $24 million or something like About that. For, and for him, that's a good-ass contract. Yeah, yeah. He was just a stretch but then he was able to play center, take some charges, <laughs> take some a lot charges. of yeah. charges. You know, so take a lot of eventually things. he's not like a bad. He's not a yeah, he's, he's not easy to score on, especially because yeah. you know he he will sacrifice his body. Yeah. for the game. Exactly. Um, I think that's it, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening or watching this episode of Through the Wire. We'll be back on Saturday with a little bit more news about All-Star Weekend's festivities. We have an entire Twitter show that we're going to be hosting and for the fans to come out and enjoy here in Chicago. So we'll have more details about that next episode, open time and all that stuff. And it's going to be packed. So if you want to see Through the Wire, you better get there early. That's this all I'm saying. This is the one time I'm going to do this. Um, as far as this live show and that we're going to be doing for All-Star Weekend, like as far as you know, House of Highlights and Through the Wire, this is the one that I would, you know, advise people to try to get to. You yes. know, if you're like a surrounding city, if you're in Minnesota, you're in like the Ohio area, 
Uh, I've seen some people from Milwaukee, like, I'm going to try to get to that. Mm-hmm. If you are, I, I would advise That's you That's an to, easy trip, too, yeah. from Milwaukee. Um, you know, I think it's going to be worth it. Think, you know, it's going to be a real, real good show we're going to put together, and it's going to be a, a very Through the Wire-esque show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gets you a chance to come meet us, talk to us. You know, doors open at 3. I think they'll have you at about 6, so mm-hmm. it ain't taking up your day. It ain't taking up your time of missing an all-star game or anything like that. And one thing we always do in every show we've ever done is that after the show's over, we spend time with the fans. Yeah, we meet we'll everybody. Yeah, we it meet everybody. Yeah, it ain't like a concert. We're on stage. And, and we, we just like, dip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we actually take time. And, yep. and, you know, outside lights do a good job of putting games together, giving things away, and AirPods, tickets, whatever. Mm-hmm. You might Food. win some tickets. Food, awesome. drinks, you know, all that. Facts. Um, and then you can just <laughs> chop it up, meet meet us, talk to us. So I think this would be a good good chance, and it's going to be a real special show. It's going to be one of you know a show to remember for us as our homecoming. We're going to be home, friends, family. It's All Star yep. Weekend. It's Potential be for a good, special guest. You know, real good vibes. Ooh, a little sneaky, I a little sneaky, put, sneaky. Yeah, a little I sneaky, sneaky. I wouldn't get too far. I don't get nobody. Else. <laughs> but, uh, That's why I said potential. Yeah. Potential. Potential. They don't know what potential means. That's why I'm glad. Who's coming on the show? So, um, but through the wire. We out. Peace.